Hello everyone and welcome to Nerdy Boys Reviews. We're your hosts, I'm Nerdy Boy Christian. And I'm Nerdy Boy Paul. This is your weekly nerd podcast where we talk about the new and old in movies. So spoiler warning, if you haven't watched the latest of nerd movies, pause this podcast, go watch them, and join us again for the fun and explicit content warning material on this podcast may not be suitable for all listeners of all ages that you have been warned. What's up, dude? Yo, what up, my nerdy peeps? What's okay, up, everybody? <laughs> what's going on, Christian? Not much. What's up? What have you been up to? Oh, you know, just a whole lot of stress, man. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a <laughs> um, good time. No, no, it's not. Uh, planning a baby shower and executing said baby shower is very stressful. And it's a lot more, like, expensive, mm-hmm. you know, than you would think, like, to be honest, like, we could go a lot cheaper, but, you know, trying to appease, you know, people, so mm-hmm. they're, like, high-end, they, I don't know, they're, like, kind of, like, having me go all out for it, which is costing a lot of money. Yeah. So, yeah, that's not, that's, I mean, especially when you have a baby on the way, like, you don't want to spend money that much, <laughs> so that sounds yeah, very yeah, stressful. Exactly. So, it is very stressful, man, it's, it's pretty stressful, and then... You know, um, as maybe you guys might have seen on our social media, so if you're not already following us, you need to be following us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Nerdy Boys Reviews, as well as Christian and I's personal Twitter account. True. Uh, I'm tapping hot sauce on there. Christian, what's your Twitter? Nerdy Boy Inhuman. Right. So we posted, or Christian, whether or not, uh, came up with a a pretty like good idea and stuff and like we're like trying to support and be more advocates for like certain awareness month and this one just happens to be mental health awareness which is a very big thing right now and so in support of that you know we we uh christian rather you know designed some custom logos and posted it and it's pretty cool so you guys go check them out and uh, so, in support of that, there's a reason I'm talking about this, mm-hmm. <laughs> believe it or not. Um, you know, talking about mental health, man, I feel like I need a vacation from work. <laughs> so, yeah. to like that point where it's just like mentally draining. And it's just like, uh, like, you know, everyone should take this advice. You know, I know, like, there's certain people, they just work a holiday, they just want to work, 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 work. But at the same time, you got to take time for yourself and your mental health. Right. And take your vacations, get some rest away from work, shut off your mind for a couple of days. It'll do you a world of good. Uh, and that's kind of, you know, where I'm at. I'm just trying to drain from work at the moment. And I'm trying to, like, hold on so I can take a vacation, like, closer to my baby's due date. So, like, hopefully, we're kind of hoping that we get lucky and I take a vacation. And then, like, the baby, like, you know, my girlfriend, she goes into labor kind of right. thing. We're just hoping we kind of get lucky, but it's like, oh, man, I'm so just, like, drained at the moment. I'm thinking about taking my vacation now, but I'm trying to kind of hold on for that. Yeah. But it's difficult, man. Especially, like, when, you know, as you guys, if you guys have been listening to our podcast recently, I'm training to be a chef at the moment, and but I still get, like, dishwasher and uh, prep cook hours, which are most of my days. I get, like, two days for cooking, which is great to start out with, you know, but it's, like, now it's, like, I'm enjoying cooking so much that it's, like, mentally draining for me to go and work at a different position, you know? It's just, like, like I don't want to do it, you know, anymore. Yeah. And it's, like, it's, it's almost, like, once you get a taste of something funner, like, you just want to do that, you know? You're yeah. just, like, oh, I don't want to dishwash. Like, I want to go cook and be expressive and, like, be in a great mood, like, when I'm cooking my energy levels are like peak, you know, they're really good. Right. But sometimes like I find myself getting irritated or very snappy at people when like, I'm having to do the other stuff. Like doing prep stuff is cool because like I get to work on my night skills and like that's cool, but it only goes so far as like I just try to be cooking. I'm just like trying to like hang in there and be patient to get my days up, you know, but it's just it takes its uh, mental toll on me. <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't sound like a good time. How how have you been? What's new with you? Um, not a whole lot. I got a new position at my work, so I'll be making a little bit more money, which is good. 
Um, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. The, like the best thing about where I work is like everyone's like very supportive and like you know encouraging to take mental health days and take days off when you need them and like um, you know encouraging you to take opportunities as they come and like that that's like one of the hardest things I think to find in work nowadays is like a lot of like managers or owners just like they don't care about their employees they just kind of take advantage of them and don't really care about their lives yeah. or their careers or anything else so when you find like the right it's managers like, it's important right like i feel like my managing staff is like about 50 50 on that kind of perspective like sometimes i feel like they care but then sometimes i don't and then like sometimes i'm just like these people need to be like retrained on how to be a manager because like sometimes like they're just like a little too nice you know it's like people aren't really held accountable at work yeah. and that's like where a lot of frustration comes in where it's just like people aren't being like reprimanded or like like i got reprimanded for something but then like i just like watching people slack off all the time and i'm just like that's fucky like how come like they don't just talk to you <laughs> yeah it just makes me like feel like damn like you guys don't really give a shit you know right yeah it's not so it's, it's never like like when you feel like you're being treated unfairly or something too it's like uh, just so uncomfortable right. at work yeah. so right yeah exactly but you know i'm hoping hoping they kind of pull it together, you know, because it kind of sucks because it's, like, so hard to find, like, the ideal management staff, but it's, like, I expect so much out of my management staff. Right. At the same time, so it's, like, I don't want to leave another job just because of that, you know? Yeah. Well. Especially when it seems like there's opportunity right now and it's kind of, like, my base learning opportunity for cooking because, like, I don't really have the money to, like, go to college and stuff like that. Right. Like, because culinary school is like absurdly expensive <laughs> yeah yeah it's like worth it though because it's like one of those careers that i mean everyone has to eat right so it's like it'll never go out <laughs> right yeah and not enough people know how to actually cook too so well yeah it's actually kind of amazing <laughs> even like people on my own work i'm just like uh, like as i'm learning i'm learning who doesn't actually know how to cook <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm actually working on my own cookbook right now. I mean, a lot of them are like, a lot of the recipes are just like what I make at work, and it's like more or less to help me like remember a lot of the recipes. Yeah. But like eventually, like I'm gonna start branching off, making my own recipes, and like, and like I already do like kind of branch off and start like adding certain things that I think will like help the dish. So it's like that's that's like where I get so excited, you know? Right. And so I just want to cook now. <laughs> Yeah. Is there is there anything else new and exciting with you? Uh, no, just the baby. I've uh, been playing video games a lot now. Uh, nice. That's about it, man. I mean, All right. video games, work, you know, baby on the way, girlfriend. Life, life's pretty good, man. Yeah, that's great. Life's pretty good. I'm just kind of just, just, uh, tired, you know? Right. <laughs> Need a little vacation. Yep. But other than that, like, you know, I'm pretty blessed, though. I try, you know, try not to complain too much. Like, things could be better, but, hey, I'll, I'll get there, you know? Right. Yeah, well, we we are here today to talk about the Joker movie. Or oh, it's, it's just called Joker, right? Not the Joker. Just Joker. And, um... Just Joker. You saw it yesterday, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yesterday. So, it's yesterday. probably much... We went on a cool little date for it. It was fun. Nice. It's it's probably much fresher in your mind than in my mind because I saw like the Friday it came out, like after the Thursday. But you know, I, I've been I've been thinking about it a lot, a lot because oh you yeah, know, yeah, same. Because I mean, you know, every a lot of people on social media I see are saying it's a masterpiece and all this, and 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 I didn't I didn't enjoy the movie as much as those people. I don't think so. I have to try to see what they're seeing and i'm hoping that you are going to convince me why this is a masterpiece and and i'm going to give you the floor for that right now oh lord right the second but wait wait before that i do want to tell like a little story. like it's kind of blowing my mind it's kind of funny so like what like right before the movie me and my girlfriend we went to this place called pete's pizza mm-hmm. it's pretty good pizza it's not too bad um but like they're more of like a bar kind of pizza place and so i'm like you know and it's like barely like noon when we went to go see the movie uh boarding on like one like one one o'clock or whatever mm-hmm. so like i order like beer you know i'm just like 
I feel like having, you know, I fancy having a drink, you know? Mm-hmm. And the guy was like, hey, what size do you want? And I was like, oh, I want the mug. And it's like, for reference, so you kind of understand, it's like the same size as like the ones we get at Beer Garden, like mm-hmm. the big ones. Like 30, 34 ounce or something. Right. And, uh, right. And like, so like, uh, I'm getting the, the beer. And like, the guy was like, oh, I'm sure this is the big one. <laughs> <laughs> he was like treating me as if I was like an alcoholic or something. It was oh, so geez. funny. <laughs> I was just like, uh, this is this is awkward. <laughs> I was just like, it's five o'clock somewhere, right? Yeah, <laughs> totally. Well, let no, me I fucking like, live. Get off I'm me. I'm drinking a little bit, you know. I'm yeah. Like, I'm just trying to like loosen that, you know. But it was a strong ass beer. It's like the strongest beer that they had. It's like ten mm. percent alcohol. Oh, geez. I was like, dude. Yeah. It gave me a cool little buzz off the board, and I was like, that looks really cool. All right. But, uh, yeah, just a little fun story for pre-movies, but so, it was so, so did you love this movie? Uh, yes, I did. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, I figured you'd like this movie. Yeah, no, I thought it was like... Uh, like really well made. It's kind of a surprise, you know, because we didn't really have high expectations mm-hmm. uh, for the for the series. You know, we're just like, oh, it's just like a kind of needless movie. Like you don't really need it. And like, I think we're kind of having like just really against it. So sometimes, like when you have like lower expectations and like you go in and then you just like you enjoy it, like it's like wow, this kind of was like unexpected. Yeah. You know? Um, so, so did, did you like everything? Did like, do you think like the story was good? The writing is good. Like everything is good. Or is there things like you didn't like, but everything else kind of made up for it or, you know, uh, I think like the main story of it all, like, I see how like they tied, um, like the Wayne and stuff like that. But like other than like Thomas Wayne, like the whole Bruce thing was like it felt like overly forced. Yeah, you know, it's like there wasn't really a reason for that. To me, that's that's like that, and then the ending um, where they do the Wayne murders is just it, it's WB telling them they have to do that. They have to put that in there. Right. So like that's what I thought too, and then like I was thinking about it. Isn't there like a storyline where like they like talk about? Um, like who killed like the Waynes and like how they were influenced by them or am I like thinking of something else? Uh, maybe somewhere. Not that I'm aware of, but you know, I think there is like some random storyline where it's like, Oh, the Joker the I don't know, it's like a twist on the Joker created Batman instead of Batman created the Joker kind of thing. Um, but but again, right. I mean in my in my view, this this and this isn't like a knock on the movie in general. It's just it's not. It's not really the Joker as we know him, or any version of him, really, in my opinion. Well, actually, no, I disagree because this is like the. This is like a part on the Killing Joke, really. It's like an in-depth into like his background, more or less, because like the Killing Joke is like pretty similar, like small details change, uh, like whatever. But it's like because it's like it plays on that theme of. You know, this could be any one of us barring a bad day, you know? Right. It's like that point, like, this could be any one of us. Right. But, but, you the... know, and then I think, like, the relevance of, like, mental health and stuff in the, in the film, I think it made it, like, you know, a film that really transcends just the genre of, like, being, like, a superhero film. Well, I don't think it was a superhero you know? film at all. I don't even think this is a, this is a Joker movie. It's just a character study of a person who becomes kind of clinically insane and then, and it, I don't know. It, it brings up a lot of topics, but from from what I saw, it didn't but really. Isn't, but isn't that exactly like? Wasn't that the narrative in the Killing Joke though? Because like he was the same thing. He was like a stand-up comedian, and then like his life started falling apart, and his like wife like cheated on him, and like left him and stuff, and like he mentally broke. You know, like I said, small details change, but at the same time, it was like. It kind of is the Joker, you know? And then, like, you see him, like, as, uh, as he kind of spirals more and more down, like, the depths of insanity. Uh, you, you just kind of, like, 
you see him become more and more of the Joker. Yeah, well, I, first is like he's like I mean, kind of like mentally insane, but then there's like he's getting joy out of it all, and it's just like that's like quintessentially the joke, you know. He doesn't like kill really like rhyme or reason, to be honest. Well, his first his first kills the three guys. I mean, two of them were really in self defense. It's not like he was going out looking to murder people. Like that was all self defense. And then the the third guy, yeah, he chased him down and killed him, but he didn't take joy in it. You know, like he wasn't like enjoying murdering people. Like the only person maybe you can say he did. Well, I guess the two other people who killed him. He didn't really kill that many people in the movie. Like people say this movie is super violent. It's not really that violent. Like I, I, the first. Well, the first two, half and a little more of this movie, I I, I was just kind of bored because, like, everything with, like, um, the, the Zazie Beats character, the female, I was like, okay, that's all hallucination. He's, he's, he's fantasizing. Like, I could tell, like, he's fantasizing because that's, you know, anything you know about any serial killers, if you watch True Crime, you know they fantasize about stuff like that, right? So, like, in my mind, I'm knowing the whole time that he's fantasizing. The question I do have is, did he actually fucking kill her and her kid? Because we don't get any answers to that. Like, he's just in their apartment and then he leaves, right? But no, I, yeah, I think he just like left at that point. Yeah, you know? and like, like I get it. Like, it's interesting to bring up all these things, like mental health and this and that. But I feel like they bring them up, but then they just leave them there. Like, th- there's no statement in the movie made about mental health or anything else. It's just they bring up topics, and then the the writers were like, "Well, just do what you want with it." Just like with the Joker character, no, because I, 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 like I think that there's definitely messages there. You know, you just kind of have to like read into it a little bit. You know, I think it's just like more or less like when society like passes you off, you know, like this is like so relevant in like what's happening like with our homeless crisis and things like that. And it's like how the government turns their back on you. Like this is the effect, you know, this is, this is what happens. Right. But that's very base level, you know, there's nothing deep about that. That's just like, okay, these things are happening and we can see that. But what, what is the deeper part of that? Well, I mean... I mean, I don't know how deep you want of an explanation, you know? Like, what well, you well, for you, like, like, for you, like, what makes you feel like that's deep? Because to me, it's just like, okay, I like, I could see, like, the class warfare kind of stuff and whatever, but that's kind of, even, even in the movie, it's like a subplot. Like, the, the, the character, Arthur Fleck, doesn't really care about any of that. Like, he, he, he doesn't even, you know, make any difference on his life. Like, the everybody who's following him, he doesn't really care about them either. Like he didn't start this like like inadvertently he started it, but it's like it's not something he's intentionally doing, right? It's just kinda happening yeah. as a result of, yeah, no, of the I news think, and stuff. But I think just because you don't intentionally start the movement doesn't mean you can't champion it either. No, no, but but he didn't really even champion it until like maybe the end where he's like standing up. But but the whole movie, well, not the whole movie, but when when he's being asked about these other jokers or whatever, like he says, I don't give a shit about that. I don't have a political bias or anything. I don't want anything to do with any of that, you know. And then at the end, yeah. he kind of champions it. But like, is that just him I following? Think he's championing, like I think we're reading it very differently because you you see just the movement where I see is like the like chaos and everything. That yeah. Like, for, for me, for me, maybe it's just, I think my issue maybe is I just didn't really get into the movie enough because it kind of just bored me. Like, I wasn't, like, intrigued by anything. I didn't find anything to be that deep. And then especially at the end where we're, where we're given to believe that all of that was just made up. He told a, a psychiatrist that and then Kurt killed her and he's in an insane asylum. Like, we're given to believe none of that ever happened. Like, but it did. Like, they want us to, to believe it did happen, wait, but it why, didn't happen. Why, wait. Why are we given the belief that it didn't happen? Well, because the director came out and said it didn't. Like, he came out and he was like, oh, that's just him explaining to the psychiatrist what would have driven him, what what would have driven him mad. Like, it wasn't like, like, I don't know. It's like we're given to believe it didn't happen, but it did happen. Like, I don't know. I I don't really get it, to be honest. But that's what we were told. Well, I think you just need to minus whatever the director said because they don't really I mean if that was their intention then it's like a poor attention on me yeah, like I'll have to. I think I'll have to just see the movie again too to to remember what the dialogue with the psychiatrist was and like what they were they were saying. But because I I really don't remember. Like I just remember he's in the insane asylum and I'm like, oh, he must have been like arrested and put in Arkham or something, you know? But. Right. That's true. But, like, I, I don't really remember. Like, maybe he was saying, like, oh, I don't know, it's crazy. Like, did, okay, did it bother you that, like, he didn't really have an authentic laugh? Like, he just had, like, a disease, kind of? Yeah, 
like a condition. Yeah. Because his laugh really annoyed yeah, me in that there, movie. Yeah, there are weak points, like that whole laughing thing. Like, it, it is funny. Like, it's like an awkwardness that happens, so it's like makes you laugh a little bit, like, during the film. Yeah, it like, it's like uncomfortable, but it like it just I don't know. It didn't like make me like laugh. I was just like, oh, this is like really uncomfortable and kind of like cringy. But like, and then like the Joker at the end where he like kills the talk show host and everything. Like, it doesn't remind me of a Joker. It just he's just like kind of whining to me. He's just like, oh, my life sucks and I have a mental illness and nobody gives a shit and like just kills him and i'm just like okay well the joker's not really like that like any version that i'm aware of like maybe i'm wrong there's, there's probably maybe another version but like and maybe it's because yeah, it's so it's early in his development like too play on the killing joke, because like that is exactly like what you know like i mean yeah he's not so whining in it because like we're seeing all the good details whereas like in the comic books like you have to skip over certain things right yeah yeah i know i know what you mean you know? but like I, I, I'm just trying to figure out like exactly what what the message of this movie is, what what all these little things are. Like I feel like the cinematography was beautiful. The shooting, like the way the movie was shot, was was really nice. The actual aesthetic, the look of the Joker at the end in the suit with the makeup was. I, I thought that's one of the best looks of the Joker we've ever had. Um, but the story, some parts of that, like. I, I don't really I don't know I, I I don't think the writing was very strong which you can't you can't really expect an amazing script from the guy who did like the Hangover movies right and stuff but like to me it was the the writing is where the weakest moments were but Joaquin Phoenix did an amazing job everybody else was just kind of there like they they didn't have much to do right this movie's just Joaquin yeah, Phoenix yeah well so. he's supposed to be like the star of the show though you know it's like nobody else is supposed to matter exactly right so. I, I mean that's that's kind of where I fall on it. Yeah, so that that's that's where I'm at. Where are you at? Um, I would agree with like most of that. I think obviously Walking Phoenix, amazing, amazing. Oh God, I think cinematography beautiful. I think the music. Oh yeah, the music was wonderful. good. Yeah, the score was good. Yeah, I thought yeah, the score was amazing. Um, I think there were, there were like certain holes. In the uh, in the story, I think um, the writing. I think I grade the writing probably a little bit higher than you grade the writing. To be honest, because I I feel like maybe this is a film that you'll probably have to watch like a couple times to see what I'm saying, maybe or yeah, I'm not sure. Sorry. Yeah, and and it could like I said, it could be one of those things where I just have to I, like I wasn't as engaged as I should have been or something like. I don't know. Maybe it's one of those things. I, I, I will. I will say though, like the movie started off like super slow, but you know, it's like, I, I mean, I was like engaged the whole time, to be honest. But I mean, I, I don't know. I just think like I thought it was good, dude. Like I knew what kind of film it was gonna be, and like so, like I kind of expected the beginning to be a little slow. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, it feels like. Like it's not as balanced though as it should be because it's like the first the first two acts are like it it is that slow 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 build and then the third act is just like all right we hit our cue we're going we're moving as fast as we possibly can throughout the rest of the movie now. Right. Yeah. So. Well, so there's a thing I want to come back to though because you know how uh, you know you were arguing that you know he wasn't like he, like he had a like reason to like kill everyone and everything and like he didn't really enjoy that. Um, so, like, on the subway, I would say, yeah, that's true, like, like, the two, the first two guys that he killed, that was in self-defense. Yeah. He didn't have to chase that other guy down, like, he fucking, like, ran him down. Yeah, but I think he did that. like, fucking disturbing. I think he did that, like, from, from my read of it, is because, like, he's scared that he can tell someone else, like, you know? So, like, he, he had to kill him. like, anger. There's anything that you can tell, like, you can see, like, he, like, mentally kind of snapped at that point. Mm. I, I, like, to me, he just looked scared, like, because he ran home, like, he was scared and everything. Like, that's what it seemed like to me, but... Well, yeah, I think afterwards, yeah, I mean, of course, like, what are you going to do, like, obviously, there's, he, he had no intent of, like, wanting to be caught. Like, he didn't see anything 
particularly wrong with it, like with what he did. Like he feels like his, uh, you know, actions are justified, but like, you know, he also doesn't want to just go to jail either. So it's like he's just gonna stand around. I mean, of course you're gonna run home. <laughs> right. He's like, okay, well. <laughs> but yeah. then like it's like there's two other kills that he didn't have to do. You know, like there was no like. Like, I think, like, I think they really killed the guy that supplied him with the gun in the first place to kind of almost like a revenge slash, like, like, you crossed me, so I'm going to kill you now. Right. But at the same time, they're just like, he just wanted to kill him, you know? Yeah. Just like, yeah. yeah, and, and like, you know, the argument for him not killing the the, the midget or the, the little person, like, it, like... Obviously, what's explained in the movie is like you know that he never did anything mean or what he was the only one that was actually nice yeah. to Arthur, which makes sense. But yeah, like yeah, yeah. the you know people will say, well, a full fledged Joker would have killed him anyway just because he enjoys it or whatever. And, and, but and I think that's like a perfect like psychoanalysis of like you know into the mind of like a fucking serial killer too because like oftentimes like from like movies that I've watched or like you know case studies or whatever it's like. You know, most times I'm pretty sure, like, they will, like, they won't harm, like, the people that were next to them. You know, like, if it's in, like, a case of, like, like this, like, he's hurting people that he feel has hurt him, you know? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, of course, like, well, I think think that definitely is, like, mentally broken. Yeah, I think, like, well, I mean, this, this version of the Joker is not, like, a serial killer in the way that you'd imagine serial killers like most serial killers like kind of fantasize and like plan out their attacks and like stalk people and and you know like it, it doesn't matter if they're good people or not like you look at like ted bundy or um jeffrey dahmer like jeffrey dahmer just met people at bars and brought them back to hotel rooms and like strangled them and stuff you know like it didn't matter if they were nice or mean or whatever it's, they're just strangers you know like it's random Where, whereas like the, this this joker you know, the first couple of people were random and really because he was assaulted. And then it was the guy who did him wrong, which, you know, is not random. And then it was um, the talk show host who was laughing at him. So, you know, it's like... Right. And in, in, in the moment, he actually decided he wasn't going to kill himself. Because, like, he's getting mad and then, like, he was looking at his jokes. And then he's like, you know... I want, you know, my death to make more sense. You know, and as a player, I'm like, he wants his death to make more money. Right. Than he ever made in his life kind of thing. It's supposed to be like a plan or whatever, but... Yeah. Uh, like, when he sees that, it's like he changes his mind not to kill himself. Right. Yeah, I mean... And I think... I think you... I mean, I kind of expected him to kill the talk show host there. Um, but actually seeing it, you know, it it is like a, a kind of a riveting thing to see, you know? So, like... I think that's why, like, visually, I think this movie was really, really well done. Cinematography was really good. And, like, even, like, him killing the dude with, like, the scissors, like, I kind of, that kind of, like, made me imagine me getting murdered with scissors. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know? It's uncomfortable, yeah, it's but. Terrifying, but. Yeah. You know? Right. But, like. It's like, kind of reminded me of, like, the cinematography and, like, so, like the uh, show called Sunday Anarchy. Mm-hmm. Where, like, uh, like the, the female, or one of the female leads, like, she gets killed in, like, one of the last seasons, like, hella brutally. It's like, um, oh, it's like, it's like a, you know, like, those barbecuing forks? You know, yeah. it's like, it has the two prongs. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it's like, she was, like, her head was like in the scissors, just being like repeatedly stabbing back her head. It was like how it grew from like that. It was like a fuck, dude. Yeah. It was just like, oh shit. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, fuck. Yeah, I mean, it. Yeah. Like you know, but but other than like those actual death scenes, like this this movie wasn't overly violent. I don't think like th- there were like a couple instances, and people were saying like yeah, the movie's super but, violent. Like, I but, don't. Um, I mean, I think it is violent. I wouldn't say it's overly violent no. or whatever, but I think it had uh, just enough violence. I think it, like, suited on, like, the perfect balance of it. Right. Because, like, you don't want just the violence to take over 
their psychoanalysis that they're doing, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's more, like you said, like a character study of the Joker. Right. And of course, you know, when whenever we get a new Joker or anything, you know, people like to compare their lists of Jokers. I don't know if we're going to do that. I, I'm just going to say that this version of the Joker made me really, really, really appreciate Heath Ledger's Joker even more. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I mean, I definitely don't think Austin Phoenix's Joker was like as good as Heath Ledger's, but like, you know. Yeah. It, what I'm saying is it made me like Heath Ledger like even more than I already liked him just because like, I don't like they're so they're they made, made me realize how terrible Jared Leto's Joker was. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Jared Leto's Joker really just suffered from the writing because it's Warner Brothers and the Suicide Squad. The first one was not very good, and I think with the right script and right aesthetics, I think he can do a fine job. I don't know if he could ever be as good as. I mean, he'll never be as good as Heath Ledger. Let's be honest. But even Joaquin Phoenix, like, yeah. like his his. I don't know, like his enthrallment in this role and like um, his movements, his aesthetic, his look, and everything. Like it's hard, it, it, it's hard to even come close to that for someone like Jared Leto. I think. Right, and see, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is essentially like a case study into like the killing joke. Like, if you think about it, I really feel like if I talked with like their studio heads and like directors and writers and stuff, I feel like I'd be able to have them come to like get that with that kind of you know, like. That's what our idea was, is to take the killing joke and basically do a case study on, like, the joke itself, you know, because there's so many, like, nuances and, like, similarities that I see there, you know, from, like, the dancing and stuff like that. It's like, that's, that's all Joker's too, you know, that's all, like, shit he does, like, in that story. And it's like, yeah, like I said, minor details, but it's, like, the same. Yeah. It's like but- how, like his life to spiraled out of control you know right i think i think the details are semi-important though as well but i mean the killing joke had the, those elements of his origin but overall it was a story about him trying to turn batman into him not so much like his full backstory or his full fall into darkness it was like just a, like little glimpses well, yeah no i know but like like, that was, like, our main grab was, like, that was, like, the Joker's, like, origin story. And so, like, they took that and then explained it further. See what I'm saying? It's, like, they took the killing joke, not the whole story, but they took, like, the one aspect and made a film from that. Right. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Like, one of, one, like, I did see a review of this movie that said, like, it, you know, the like Arthur doesn't really do anything. Like things just kind of happen to him, and like that's not good and whatever. And I, I kind of disagree. I think he does a lot of things that are just stupid. Like, like I think like he, he like he didn't just get fired. Like he actually brought a gun to a children's hospital. Like that's kind of stupid. Like it's not like he had a bad day. He just made really bad choices, right? And maybe that yeah. choice is 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 um because of his mental illness right like I, it's hard to it's hard to say but maybe he chose be, to bring the gun and maybe he thought it was actually funny yeah. or whatever like i don't think he actually well, was doing it for a joke too, like didn't he like didn't he start making all those bad decisions like once he was like cut off of his medication like he no longer had the funding from uh the government so i like, see the, the psychiatrist and like he didn't have his medication anymore yeah, yeah. I mean, that's 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 another part of it too. That maybe maybe like, so it's like I, he's like spiraling. You know, it's like one bad thing, and then all of a sudden, like yes, he made his own decisions at point, but it's like how much of them were truly his own decision? Like he has a number of like, like I don't even right. know the term that they would use for him, like schizophrenic. Maybe I don't know. Like he was just fucking crazy, stuff, dude. <laughs> Yeah, I think he did have, like, bipolar schizophrenia or something. Like, not really schizophrenia, no. Like, he didn't... It's not like he had other voices in his head, I don't think. But I think he has... He has he has trauma, obviously. Like, trauma from, from his childhood that he doesn't really remember. Um, well, yeah, exactly. Which is, like, a schizophrenic thing. And plus, it's, like, he, like, essentially, like, delusionally, like, led it a whole, like, separate life that never even happened. So, it's, like... Isn't that just like uh, one of the characters that could have splintered off? Like, right. Yeah, and uh, it's like so interesting once you start diving into it a little bit. 
like like I, I thought about a lot of that stuff but like it didn't I, I don't know maybe it just didn't interest me as much and maybe that's where like the the division is like for for me and like people who did think like would you say this movie is is like a master class it is phenomenal it's like a masterpiece it, it, like all that or like it's just something you really really enjoy and and you're happy you saw it um I mean, I think it, for me, it's bordering on math class. It's hard to say master class when you do see certain flaws in it. Right, but but like Listen. you know, you do agree with those people where you say it's easy to overlook those flaws just because of how interesting it is and how 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 it makes you yeah, feel and how yeah, it makes definitely. you think, right? And and, and how just thought provoking. Like I mean, honestly, dude, very very seldom, especially in like today's movie industry. They really truly have like some really interesting thought-provoking films. Like I mean, yeah. you can name a couple, you know, that can actually like, lead a movement and stuff. It is like crazy. This is one of them. You know, it's like such a such an important message tied to a movie that it's right. like it's more prevalent. I mean, it plays into so many different aspects into like political society and stuff. And this is really was. Yeah. What do you have like a super political agenda, whether or not you know, I think some, like, critics, right? Because that's one thing I want to talk about, like, critics versus, uh, you know, fan ratings. Because mm-hmm. overwhelmingly, most fan critics, like on Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, uh, Metacritic, Google user reviews, like, every one of them, 95 plus from the audience. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. even a lot of like actual film critics like enjoyed the movie. There there are some. I only saw like two right. or three that like, didn't. There was like there was a lot. There was a lot. Like uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Last time I looked, scored like sixty eight percent on it. Metacritic only fifty eight percent. And then IMDb. But I don't really consider like the critics on IMDb because like. Every movie is really high on that thing, <laughs> from what I usually see. Yeah. They gave it like a 9.1 out of 10. Yeah. I, I mean, and then like Google user reviews uh, was like 93% or something. Yeah. I, I don't really um, like care what critics think of movies most of the time. Like, and, and. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. I don't think it's interesting to look at. Like, when you see, like, because also, like, you know, I think it's, it, it's somewhat important. Like, to kind of like take a look at like to what some of them are saying because like they, they might have a point of view that you didn't really think of so sometimes I do look at it but I always usually wait to see like what reviews so like I'll look at like the scores of reviews before the movie but I'll wait to actually read reviews right. until after the movie because I don't want any of their opinions influencing what I'm thinking right and maybe maybe that's the yeah. other thing too. Maybe maybe like it's not that I read reviews and stuff before the movie, but maybe I did the thing that that sometimes I do, and I I went in trying to think about it critically, and instead it just took me out of the movie too much. Um, right. Yeah. I think I think that's like it's so hard to do, especially with like what we do and how we podcast and stuff like that. Yeah. But I was just like. I was genuinely excited to watch the movie. <laughs> yeah, maybe the beer helped you too. Just kind of like you know relax into it and like not really like be thinking about it too much, you know. I mean, there are certain things I noticed or whatnot, and, you know. Yeah, like based on based so, on like what what you've said and like when I when I talked to Daniel about it because Daniel actually enjoyed the movie quite a bit too. And I'm like most people I talk to, except for you know Jamar, you know, talked to me a little bit on Twitter, like. Most people seem to really just love this movie, so I'm just trying to figure out what is wrong with me. Why? Why am I saying seeing something different or whatever? And then, but but when I've talked to with you and with Daniel, it's like you guys agree there are there are flaws in the story and things like that. But overall, like if you can overlook it because of how maybe like uh, invested in the movie you you were at while you were watching it, and maybe that's where my disconnect is because I I just I wasn't that invested in it as the story went on. So right. you know, yeah, I think. But, like, I think, like, I don't know, it's, like, sometimes, like, I do notice, like, most of the time, like, you're, like, when it comes to, like, content you watch, you very much, like, limit your view on, like, what doesn't, like, interest you, you know? So, it's, like, a lot of times, like, and I think that's been, like, changing a little bit, you know, with some of the stuff that you've been living up to some podcasts, as you say, we've been watching. Mm-hmm. But, like, for the most part, like, when I live with you and stuff, it's, like, literally watching everything, right? Right. 
So it's like when some I feel like when something is not quite as like like nerd related, like I think it's more or less like this was a lot less comic book movie than maybe you would have liked. Right. Well, for for me, it, it is it is like what I what I expected it to be. It is a, a movie about a guy who could become the Joker. It's not a movie about the Joker at all, right? Like it's just used. It, no, it, I, I definitely, I, I, I don't disagree. I, I know. I mean, I disagree. You, you disagree, yeah, making, a little bit, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I see what you're saying, though. It's like, but I definitely think it is a, a movie about the Joker, but it's like more into like the underbelly of like things. You know, it's not, it's not superhero centric. You know, it's like has nothing to do with Batman in the way. Like it does, but and I think another argument that's interesting that always, like, first, like, interest for me is, like, is, like, how they did it on Gotham, you know? It's, like, oh, most of these characters are now older than what Batman would be. Right. But a lot of these characters came about because of Batman. So then it's, like, I think the interesting debate is, like, because obviously, like, Joaquin Phoenix is assumably, like, early 30s, maybe, in, in this film, maybe 40s, but I'm pretty sure, like, early 30s maybe mid-30s. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, this one's just a boy. So it's like, when he becomes Batman, like, Joker would be almost like 50. Right. It's like, do you agree with things like that then? Like, establishing villains and, like, who they're becoming before the rise of Batman? I think... I think it's more interesting to look at, like, the... Like instead of like masks or like uh, like the typical rogues gallery of Batman, like uh, it's more interesting to look at how like crime families ran Gotham uh, all together yeah. before. But like that's why Batman really, you know, I mean, the killing of his parents obviously was just kind of a senseless murder. Which when you think of senseless murder and senseless crime, you think of the Joker, right? So it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, like, exactly. even even what, like, the killer said or whatever, like, he's like, you get what you fucking deserve or, you know, whatever he said, um, which is what the Joker right. said when he killed, um, I don't remember the talk, Robert De Niro's character, right? So, um, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like, obviously he got his inspiration from that, you know, and it's like, you know, it's like what Daniel tried to do is like, oh, yeah, the Joker, the, the Joker essentially killed the Waynes. And I'm like, no, that's like saying the fucking catcher in the rye killed john lennon like no like (laughs) somebody did that because they were inspired by it but it's not i don't know right so well i think i think that guy was just like more or less like yeah he was inspired uh by it but like you can already tell he was into crime like into like committing robberies and stuff like that because it's like he's like randomly like why everyone's like leaving and going crazy He's just like waiting there, like he's right. stationed there. So it's like, well, so it's like you can most definitely tell, like that. Uh, what was his name? Uh, yeah. I, was like, I, I wish cool, they right? wouldn't have done the the Wayne murders though, because it's like the same thing we've seen so many times. You know, all down to the slow motion pearls being ripped off. Like it's the same exact scene right. every time. You know. Well, I mean that's just how it happens. I, I think like because it's such an iconic piece of Batman. They will never derive from that. They will never make a variation of it. They will only ever do it exactly how it's supposed to be made. And there's a reason for that because everybody knows Batman has one of the biggest fandoms when it comes to conflict. Well, yeah, I mean, if you change something from essentially Batman like that, these people will be with fucking nothing. Yeah, I just mean like, like the way it's. The it's kind of different though, like because he killed them just to kill them, whereas like the actual Wayne murders, like the, well, you don't know that, you don't know that because I mean that's what you kind of think. But well, then, like if you, what I mean it's is like hard because like like in the comics, like he takes the pearls like to steal them, whereas in like this, he just takes it to rip it off of her neck. Like he doesn't actually steal the pearls, you know. Like that's 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 a you difference. You can tell that he's like you can tell that that character was like waiting for them. Specifically to come out. That's why I think it was. That's supposed to be like Joe Cool. Yeah, I mean, it could, it could be Joe Chill, but like, it could also. I don't oh, know. Yeah, Joe Chill. I right. think. I think that. <laughs> I think that. Um, it's maybe just because 
Bruce or not Bruce Wayne, Thomas Wayne is kind of personified as as the the face of why of like of uh, pushing pushing down the poor. You know, it's like he's the face of of that kind of systematic uh, su- suppression of of poor people, right? In this movie, like a lot of people look at him and think, well, he has all this money and we have no money. And and that's that's kind of maybe the motivation for why someone would be waiting there to kill them, you know? Yeah. But the thing is, is like, I don't know. It's like, when I, I guess it's hard because, like, if you're using just the context of the movie, which, like, fairly, that's all you can do. Yeah. I guess it's just because I have the additional knowledge of, of Joe Chill and like the Wayne murder and all that stuff. It's like I kinda like see I see it differently than how somebody else would easily see it the way that you're seeing it, but it was just like a sense of like, Oh, hey, look at those people, they look rich. I'm like this is like our cause, let's kill them. Well, I think I it was see how people see that. I think it was kinda just senseless to have it in the movie, like to, to, to just kill them I in the movie. Agree. I, I I agree, I but I think uh just like the reason because it's like they just need it. Right. See, that's like the thing. It's like I agree with like the, the Thomas Wayne stuff, but like he could easily like came to the Wayne Manor and not have like Bruce be there and he's like trying to like talk to him and stuff and it's like weird. You know? Like I think that like, if they would have just like played the same scene where he's like trying to like come to the manor and like somebody's there to shoo him away, you know? Right. Well, I also, like, I also think like, like the, go ahead, sorry. Okay, but they, but they always have to have like the scene where it's like, hey, look, this is Batman. This is gonna be Batman. Look at right. here he is. You know, yeah. because if, if they don't, put, it's like it's a lose lose situation, right? Because if they don't put it in, then people will complain. They're like, well, how can you just show Bruce even as a kid? Blah blah blah. But then like, you get the opposite uh, reaction is like, it was useless. You're just doing it just to say, hey, look. You know, it's like a losing battle, so it's like a choice that they have to make, you know? Right. And, like, the only reason it works in that thing is because of the the delusion of, like, of his mother, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think I think an argument that might, that might even help people who do class this movie so highly is, you know, to look at the Waynes and everything that has to do with the Waynes in this movie. You can take all that out. And like replace yeah. him with just random random rich people like Donald Trump or something, you know. Like you could just have Donald Trump be right. like the the but guy see, running that's for the mayor. Powerful message behind the movie. That's that that's the most powerful message of the movie is how much it reflects today's society. Like that's the crazy part. I think that's why people like issue this as like a as a masterclass and things like that, you know, because it's so spot on with reality. It's actually intense. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Like, it is, it is very realistic. I just don't know what's deeper than that. Like, like I think anybody can just say, "Oh, this is what what society is like today," and it would be like, "Oh, yeah, that's true." But like, what is the deeper message to that? It just is it that it drives people crazy? No, nah, not really, because it just you know, I mean, it's one guy, and then well, like, no, I, I think I think the message maybe like this is like a read between the lines message. It's like you kind of get what you get out of it, you know? Right. Like, to me, it's like how we treat people, right? Is You know, it's like how easy it is just to overlook somebody, how it is just to be like, oh, fuck off, like, you know, and, like, push people down even further. Right. Or to to even, you know, it's... it's also huh? it's also easy just to blame the system or blame politics for why we're in the situation we're in, as well. You know, as like a cop out, right? right. You know, and well, I mean, there are like people that are in situations that are out of their control. There's people that like have mental health problems that aren't getting the proper treatment. Right, that's true. That's also that's also one of the messages. That's what I'm saying. It's a multi-layered message that reflects today's society. That you know, like people, like veterans that are like get, like have like such harsh mental health problems that are not adequately being served, you know. Right. B- and but, like how you know. Right. Like, Do you take is, that? This could be the effect. Like some people took that to the next level and said, 
well, you know, I was rooting for Arthur. I was rooting for the Joker. Like, do you do you feel that way? Because I never rooted for him. I, like to, no. to me, it's one of those things where it's like you can understand, you know, the, the great villains. You can understand why they do the things they do. But in, you know, which you, really you're not supposed to with a Joker because he's just kind of crazy. But at the end of the day, it's like you can understand why they do what they do. But like you also know that's not really an excuse to do something shitty. You know? Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's why like, I feel like how, like, you know, going into the movie, they're like, oh, yeah, this movie, like, a lot of people are saying, like, this movie's going to, you know, um, empower themselves and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, incite you know? violence and this and that. People are responsible for the decisions like, they make at the end of the day, you know? like Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Like, just because a movie says, like, this is, could be all the outcome doesn't mean that that's what you just jump to. Right. So, um, you know, you were talking earlier, like a little bit about like how I, I don't really like step outside of what I like or whatever. So naturally, I've never seen the movie Taxi Driver. Have you seen it? No, no, I don't think I have. Okay. Well, then I can't really ask you, but I've seen a lot of people criticizing this movie and saying it's essentially a ripoff of that movie just with the Joker. So I, I can't yeah. ask you if you feel that way or you believe it's true or what you say to those people. But if you guys are listening and you have seen it and you go, oh, yeah, it is, or no, what the fuck are they talking about? Just food for thought, I guess. But, you know, I've seen people say it's, like, essentially the, a taxi driver, but it's not. I don't know. Right. So. Yeah. Um, but is is there anything else you have to say about the movie or is, you know, kind of just – you really enjoyed it, and and it, it, it. Yeah, no, no. I think I more than just enjoyed it. I think it was a fantastic film. I think everybody should go and watch it and form their own opinion. Don't let yeah. us or anybody else, um, you know, make an opinion for you. You see one bad review and you don't go watch the movie. Like, come on, like I don't, I don't like that. Right. And Get out there, go watch the film. Yeah. And, to, to be clear, I didn't hate this movie. Like this movie doesn't make me angry the way that BVS makes me angry. I don't. I don't hate anything about this movie. I just was kind of bored through most of it. And you know, like there, like I can admit there's good parts and there's some, you know, for me semi-interesting parts. But I, I guess I see, you know, my perspective is a little different than yours, and that's perfectly fine. Like that's what it's all about. It's about opinion, and, and you, we, me and you, we have different opinions, but we still respect each other. And no, I'm just kidding. Fuck you. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we've had heated arguments because we ha- we have disagreements over like really random stupid shit. But like at the end of the day, that's yeah. that's perfectly okay. You know, we can go to the same thing and see it differently, and that's what's beautiful about art. And the fact that I'm still trying to figure out why I don't like this movie after two weeks of seeing it, it maybe is a as a testament to just how thought provoking the movie is. You know, so. Right. Um, but overall, yep. did, 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 should we grade? Do do grades? Is grades a thing for this? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, so we're gonna grade it, but you gotta remember, you need to grade it accurately, grade it fairly. Uh, yeah. You know, this whole time you're saying like you weren't invested, so I don't expect to hear a good grade from you. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I just want to make sure we're judging this accurately. Yeah, no. no. I think I, I, you know, we both been known to do that. Give, give a little bit too generous of grades. Yeah. But uh, try to be honest with ourselves and come up with something. Yeah. So, what would you say that you rate it? Uh, well, I mean, based on like the 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 overall film, I give it a C plus for the cinematography, for the aesthetics. Um, but you know, I I do feel like the writing is what what I really felt was falling short for me. So I think it's it's an average movie, and I. I'm sticking with that. Uh, I think this uh, movie borders the masterclass. Uh, obviously, I have my own opinions about it, um, but I don't uh, disagree. It started slow. Uh, so a couple of the way, like I liked the Thomas Wayne story, but I didn't really like how it felt like they were forcing, like, hey, look, this is Batman. Right. Because uh, I feel like it kind of took away from a little bit from the film, so I think I would definitely give it, like, a strong, like, B+, plus, like, like, a, like, maybe even, like, bordering an A-. Yeah, I think A- minus for, for, like, what you said is fair, because, like, even you've admitted, like, th- those things, I mean, sure, maybe there are issues maybe you had, but because of how good the rest of the movie is, you can overlook them. So it's easy to, to, for you, like for your enjoyment level, it's definitely like an A or A minus, right? 
Yeah, you know, it's funny because, like, my girlfriend, like, at first, like, she was like, I don't want to watch this. Like, I want to watch Gemini Man, and I was, like, talking to her into watching it. Because I really want to watch it, and it would be the podcast. I was like, come on, just watch this. Like, just watch it. And then, like, I remember she left. She was like, dude, that movie was so fucking good. Yeah. Like, it was, like, very interesting. And, like, yeah, so cool. Yeah, it was weird because I saw it with no, Daniel. No, like, I, I agreed. Like, oh, you betraying little motherfucker. <laughs> So well, you left me out and went with Daniel. Okay, it's pal. just it's okay, just you know we both have time at the same time and you're at work and then you know I don't know if you're gonna be with your girlfriend all weekend and whatever so like it's hey, like fuck that guy. <laughs> the funny thing is during the whole movie I'd look over at him and he looked bored and like he kept getting up to like go to the bathroom and shit and then after the movie I was he was like that was a fucking great movie I was like dude what the fuck you look bored the whole fucking time. Like he was like, and not like yeah, I, I seriously have to ask him movie. if he's trolling me and shit. Like if he actually liked the movie or he just knows I was bored and 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 he's just trying to annoy me. And he's like, he's like, no. In all honesty, you I really like the funny. movie. Yes. Like I don't think Keith Ledger's like Joker was better, right? Don't get me wrong, but it's like I can see how like Washington Phoenix's thing could almost be the base, like the base character for what happens like with Keith Ledger, you know. Like in his Joker, yeah. you can almost see like that. Like I can almost see a little bit. Where like, cause it's like they leave it so open ended. Like they might do another one. They might segue somehow into you know bringing him into the DCU. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Like, to they me... just both gave off like that. Those like crazy. Those crazy vibes. Yeah, I feel like this Joker, this version, uh, Joaquin Phoenix version is like, you know, I don't know. I, I don't really see him to that similar to Heath Ledger's Joker. Like, I think Heath Ledger's Joker, maybe it's just because he's so full-fledged, like, so mastermind and everything else. Like, it's to an extreme, maybe. Whereas, like, this one, like, he just seems like to just he just kills people that kind of did him wrong like he has nothing he, he has no greater ambition to become like a crime lord or anything else and, and like maybe that's just because this is where it started you know like i don't know yeah. but to me i, I think mean, that, no, like, like i don't want people to get my message wrong and be like oh are you really comparing him to each other no obviously he doesn't hold a candle because Roger. i think the more jokers that are made Everybody's gonna fucking finally see what I've been talking about this whole time, and everybody's like, "Oh, well, he thought really wasn't that great. Like he, he wasn't as good as Jack Nicholson." And I fucking hella disagree with that, and like think that he's much better. Like actually, like I would have, I'd even go take a step further and be like, "Who's actually a better Joker, Jack Nicholson or Joaquin Phoenix?" Because uh, I think uh, he's like miles ahead of both of them. Well, yeah, in I my opinion. Yeah, and that's, like, what I said. Like, I appreciate Heath Ledger's Joker so much more after watching this movie. Like, because, just because it, it just shows me, like, how how much fur, further ahead of everybody he is as the Joker. You know, yeah, and to be fair, we didn't get a lot of the Joker or Joker or whatever you want to call him in the, in the, the Joker movie. We didn't get a whole lot of Joker. We just kind of got the third act of Joker, right? And, like, the build-up yeah, like, to, like, to that. the making of the Joker, you know? Right. Yeah. Like that's, this is what this film is, is like amazing of But I do think... His origin story. Yeah, like the look of him, like when he's sitting in the chair waiting to be called out, smoking a cigarette with his legs crossed, I think that's the best looking Joker we've ever had. Like the, just the look of him. Like to me, even though it's not like what you'd imagine as the Joker necessarily, it's like it, it's already iconic in my mind, that, that picture of him, you know. Right. with that look so i mean i don't know if i yeah. would say he's better than jack nicholson because we got a movie with jack nicholson like being the joker throughout the movie whereas we didn't get a whole lot of the joker from this movie i think if you got a sequel of him yeah. like building a crime empire kind of with some real opposition like you could really see how he would shine unfortunately i think this is just going to be a one-off anyway um but yeah it's hard yeah, to compare it's so cool for him to like use like the influence of the the, the the Joker theme and like almost do like what the cartoon did and make the Joker gang, you know? Mm. Like, I could see them doing something interesting like that, maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's probably going to be a one-off. I think it was so good that I'm hoping that there's something else. But, right. I yeah. mean, I, I would be plenty happy 
if this is all there was and like nothing else to do with watching Venus or whatever. Well, even say, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, even if it's unconnected, I'd still like to see this this Joker, Joaquin Phoenix, with this with this getup in the Batman movie, even if it has nothing to do with this movie at all. Like just to have him like as like yeah, an alternate yeah. universe version of this Joker, like throughout that movie. Oh yeah, yeah, dude, I would love to see this version of Joker, like Joaquin Phoenix's, like actually face off against the Batman. You know, like, right? I think that would be fucking insane. Like, uh, I think it'd be oh man. They should do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't make a part of the DCU. Don't make this look cute. Or hell, they could make it their starting point for a new DCU. Because obviously they need to rebuild. Yeah, just scrap the Birds but, of Prey movie now. <laughs> Let's call it a, a wash yeah, dude, I'm there. I'm not looking forward to that at all. I'm not looking forward to yeah. that at all. So, um, yeah. But, uh,. Yeah, I guess that, uh, I mean, I don't really think we have time right now. I know we talked a lot, but I'm going to wrap up pretty soon. Uh, but maybe next podcast we can take, take time and think about it and then make our our Joker rankings. Yeah, well, we'd have to also decide if we're doing just live action um, or if we're including, like, Mark Hamill and Cesar Ramon from the 60s because it's a very different Joker as well. Well, no, I mean, obviously you can add any version, just not the cartoon version, because I think they have an unfair advantage right. of being able to do a complete story, so it's not really fair to me. Right. Like, I don't think, like, you could, like, because I think if you ask any real Batman fan or whatever, you ask them, and, like, Mark Hamill's version is the best. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of unfair. have an unfair yeah. advantage of being able to, 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 to do animation it, it, like in storytelling in my opinion it gives an unfair advantage versus live action movies because you're on such limited time right you know yeah well i mean initially my first thoughts are like i mean heath ledger i think we both agree is number one easily and then i mean caesar ramon i didn't watch enough of the 60s batman to be honest to, like really give him a fair rank so it just kind of leaves Nicholson. I mean, Leto is going to be last, right? It just leaves Nicholson and, and yeah. Phoenix there. And I think, I think Jack Nicholson, like I said, has an unfair advantage because he was the Joker throughout the whole movie. I think if you're just basing it on performance in the movie, like acting performance in the movie, then you have to put Joaquin Phoenix above Jack Nicholson as an actor doing the Joker, right? Yeah. But, you know, it's yeah. hard to compare him, to be honest. But, yeah, I think I'd have to do that. It'd be Ledger, Phoenix, uh, Nicholson... Um, Cesar Ramon, Jared Leto. Hmm. Yeah, I think. Uh, so yeah, the hardest one is Nicholson and Phoenix for me as well. And it's like, I think they're so like either one could be in the number two spot. Right. I think easily for me, Heath Ledger's number one undoubtedly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think. Uh, uh, that's such a hard one. Because there's such different versions too. It's like which one is your personal taste. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And again, I mean, Jack Nicholson was the Joker the whole movie, whereas like Joaquin Phoenix was only a Joker in the third act, which really carried the movie. I think, in a lot of people's opinion, the third act is like what the the quintessentially what the movie is, and you know the look and everything else of the Joker is is so so good. But also, I think throughout the movie, Joaquin Phoenix's performance carries him higher. Like Jack yeah, Nicholson, yeah, like too. he was a good Joker, but did he really have to work that hard to be a good Joker? Like, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, because he has the advantage of actually having Batman in the movie, along with other, you know, Batman characters. So it's like, but Joaquin Phoenix has to carry an entire movie by himself. Like he doesn't have the luxury of having a Batman right there. Where most people are going to be more focused on the Batman character than I focus on the Joker, so it's like, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit on this, and I'm not gonna finish my rankings this podcast, next podcast, I'll just finish it, right. I'll have to sit there and think about it, but I feel yeah. like I almost need to rewatch like, the Jeff Nicholson one, yeah, I think would be interesting, too, like, I think it'd be really difficult to do a Batman list, because I feel like you'd almost have to do, like, actors as Batman, 
like their ranks and then the the same actors as Bruce Wayne because I think they'd be different. Right, because there's like so many freaking Batmans now. Yeah, there's a lot lot of them, and a lot of them are pretty bad. (laughs) Right. Well, yeah, yeah. It's a that's a discussion for another time. You know. So I don't think the Joker would appreciate us talking about the Batman so much on his podcast. You know. So. Sorry, bud. <laughs> Calm down, walking. <laughs> we were talking about getting. Oops, sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry about getting. Uh, talking about getting mad. I heard uh, Jared Butler was all butt hurt that he wasn't asked to do the role. Yeah, I mean something about him like feeling alienated or something. But as WB dude, you sign up for it. You know what you're getting into. I don't know if there's any truth to the story. To be honest, like I didn't do actual research to see if it's just like hearsay, rumors, whatever. Um, because yeah, yeah. most headlines make it seem like it's a rumor. They're like, oh, apparently Jared Leto wasn't too happy or whatever, like something yeah, like yeah. that. So I don't know if there's any truth to that. I haven't seen a tweet or anything, but if, if he is upset about it, like, I'm sorry, dude, it's, it's WB there. They replaced Ben Affleck as Batman. What do you expect? They're going to replace you as fucking Joker. Yeah. That's what happened. Sorry. Welcome to the movie, biz, bro. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. But anywho, um, yeah, I mean, do you have anything else to add? No, no, that's it. Um, you know, again, you know, just to summarize, there were parts of the movie I really enjoyed and other parts that kind of bored me. Overall, I thought it was fine, but I didn't really like it as much. I didn't hate it, though, so no worries. Right. Yeah, I mean, I love the film, and there's some things I nitpicked, but overall, I just loved it. <laughs> yeah. So make sure you guys share your thoughts. I'm sure everybody has them because this was a huge movie. Great success at the box office, which is good for WB, good for Joaquin Phoenix, Todd Phillips, everybody else. Um, you know, so all good news for, you know, this, like the mid, mid-budget mid comic book movies now. Maybe we'll start seeing more similar to this, um, which I think a lot yeah. of people would enjoy. So make sure you guys share your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can hit us up on Twitter at Nerdy Boys Review, Instagram, Nerdy Boys Review, and Facebook, Nerdy Boys Reviews. And yeah, so that's everything we have for you guys. We are your hosts. I'm Nerdy Boy Christian. And I'm Nerdy Boy Scott. And as always, we have one message for you, and that is a stay nerdy boy. Stay nerdy boy. Ding, ding, ding.